Welcome to the Mini Boats and More podcast, where we talk about mini boats and more. One. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Mini Boats and More podcast. Today with me, I have a good friend from Mini Boats and More, and actually I knew him from comment section on some of my videos even before that. And I would like for you to welcome our friend Daryl Shriver. Hey, great to be here. Yeah, enter applause here. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, just to get things started, I've asked you to prepare a boat joke. Maybe you could let that rip on us. Well, uh, one thing that uh, I've noticed about the guys in the group and even outside the group, because there's other groups that have like, uh, you know, those fast jet boats and stuff. There's still minis, but uh, I noticed there's uh, fast captains and there's slow captains. But me, I'm sort of a half-ass captain. I I just can't have in between. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Half-ass half fast half, half oh yeah yeah hey watch that there it's it's fast yeah. half fast <laughs> i remember getting comments on my youtube videos like sarcastically like hey slow down you're gonna get a ticket <laughs> dnr is gonna be after you that's a no yeah, wake exactly. zone <laughs> <laughs> yeah no wake zone yeah so um what's your story you got a couple boats going on or yeah yeah i got bit by the bug beginning of last year i kind of was interested in the minis and i had been looking i ran across to elkins and uh, was checking them out and thinking about it and uh then when i ran across yours i actually saw the the rapid whale too but uh when i saw yours i was like oh my gosh i gotta do this so uh, I got started, you know, with, uh, the videos and then got in the group and we just, uh, talked about it. And my wife does a lot of nature photography. We thought that'd be really cool to, uh, go out silently and sneak around in different areas that a regular boat can't go. So this just seemed ideal. And that's what we did. We just slammed them together. Still yeah. got to finish. But, yeah, yeah, I've I've been kind of watching your progress on the mini boats and more uh, Facebook page, which is kind of a tongue twister to say, but it's been really impressive because I can actually kind of see all of those influences in your build, where you have kind of the, the hollow sides like the rapid whale. You kind of have a typical boat shape, kind of like mine, and then you have some simplistic utility features of the elkins design too so it's kind of cool to see your own is original of course but it's also got some i wouldn't say influences but i I think that's cool yeah it's really cool i think that's cool you you look at everybody's boats are like that and you see their influence where it's coming from you kind of know you know when you're when you've been out there enough time uh you start to see where they're getting their uh source material from and how they're doing it they're spent on it yeah, just I take, love that. taking and choosing the stuff they like and don't like. Um, that made me think, You what, uh, what kind of design process did you go through? Did you draw it out first and follow a plan, or did you wing it? I know your two boats are similar, so I'm wondering if they're exactly Actually, the I, I had to wing it. Yeah, I had to wing it. I was going to go, I was going to buy the rapid whale plan because I've got a a four foot by eight foot CNC table. And with his plans, I could just throw the plywood on the table and cut them out myself. But uh, I didn't want to spring for the extra cash on that. And uh, I talked to, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. I'll, I'll, pull it up here in a little bit and and get back with you on it. But uh, one of the guys in the group uh, had uh, made a boat that I was interested in the design. So I just asked them what, uh, how they got it, how they got that design. And they told me they just winged it. Well, I said, okay, well, 
what's the angle on the front of the bow and, and what's the height of the uh, side of the boat on the front and what's the height at the back because it was different on his. And uh, he told me, and I just went out that afternoon and threw the plywood on the ground outside and drew it out and cut it out in, in a pairs. And I, I zip tied them together on the front of the bow and put a stick in between the bottom uh-huh. and the top. And I brought it to the width I wanted at the back and it was like, poof, there it was. I mean, it was just That's awesome. done. Just kind of <laughs> so I was like materialized yeah. in front of your face. Yeah. So I just went with it and, uh, I was happy with it. And of course I, I was kind of like the one boat was a test and the other boat was a little more refined. So oh, <laughs> I was yeah. cobbling the one together and when it would work, I would do it on the next one for real. Yeah. So I, um, I noticed that the front angle, like you're talking about of the stem or whatever and the transom, are are normal and everything but then you have this delicious curve that's going up and it's kind of like has a high point maybe like at the mid mid bow maybe it's really really cool looking it kind of reminds me of like an arrowhead i don't know why but uh how'd you achieve that angle did you just trial and error type of thing or just go for it or well, like a, a lot of the guys you see, they'll pretty much draw kind of a straight line down the side of the boat or they'll kind of bow it uh, evenly mm-hmm. down the side of the boat. And I just kind of went drastic. I just, uh, when you draw that top line, I just made a, a arc. And what I actually did was I took a, a long, thin stick and put a screw in one end and a pencil on the other in a hole. Mm-hmm. And that helped make the arc. And uh, I just tried to exaggerate everything. And, of course, you know, uh, being uh, a newbie at this, uh, bending plywood is not easy, especially when you're doing a compound bend. Right. <laughs> and I, I did a compound bend on the top up there on the bow, and I thought, well, this isn't going to work. But I ended up making it work because I cut it into strips. Oh, really? The, uh, the actual, yeah, the actual top of the bow is in four pieces four thin strips running lengthways with the boat. So I screwed in the lawn and then I put a piece up underneath uh, and epoxied it in place. And then when I put the next piece, that was a bridge underneath the bottom to close that in and tie it together. So you, as well as having a lengthwise curve up, you also have a widthwise curve kind of on the bow area. Oh yeah. I gotcha. Oh so, yeah. The whole top deck from front to back is, is if you put water up there, it will run off both sides of the boat. Oh, man. I can just imagine that would look cool. Just water off a duck's back. Cause, I hope. Yeah, because uh, I'm envisioning the top you have there. And for people who may not have seen it, it's, it looks like a really deep, rich, dark color. You must have added... Uh, chunk. It looks like you made a puzzle of pieces and put them together with a space in between all of them on top of your original plywood, or how'd that work? Yeah. Uh, what I actually did was I cut like three quarter plywood to do the arches to give me that uh, uh, arch from side to side, and then when I did the plywood. I attached the plywood to all those arches that gave the arch to go in the other direction then. And uh, then to finish it off, I had a friend that uh, he was throwing away some quarter inch thick mahogany that was like eight inches wide, eight quarter inch thick, eight inch wide pieces are like six foot long and he's going to pitch it in the dumpster. Uh, and I'm like, uh, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, I'm just going to throw it away. I don't need it. And I said, well, would you mind if I would take it? And he said, yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. What I had envisioned doing with it was making uh, uh ceiling fan blades. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to do with it originally, but it sat out in my barn. And when I did the boat, I kept looking at the Chris Craft boats, and I, I like the design of them. I like the windshields on them, and they're just cool looking. Yeah. And uh, 
that was the theme that I decided to use on mine. And of course, that mahogany was like perfect. I put it, in, I ripped it in those strips, and it curved easily over the the uh, contour of the body oh, of it. And I just epoxy oh, those down. She didn't lose any of the shape. I, yeah, and uh, I used washers in between uh, washers and screws in between the joints. So I left like a, I don't know, three sixteenths gap in between each of the boards. And I would uh, epoxy the surface, put the board down and I would put a screw in between the boards with a big washer. And that's what held it to get the bowed shape and not actually put any holes in the deck. Oh, so and, it uh, had a double function of being a spacer in between them and also cinching it down so the so the epoxy would harden and it wouldn't be slipping around or whatever and it would be nice and tight yeah that that gave me the clamping ability and i just uh did the whole deck like that and uh when i got done i took all the screws and washers off and here you have all these boards with these gaps in between and uh i took black silicone and i put in between all the joints uh, of course uh, I back up here. I uh, stained portions of the mahogany, and then I varnished them, uh, epoxied them, I should say. I epoxied them. Okay. And once they were all sealed, then I put the black silicone in between them. Okay, so that's an epoxy. And then I finished with a... That's an epoxy, that's an epoxy that? finish on there, not a uh, just a varnish, because it looks like a classic wooden boat with, 55 coats of varnish on it but it's not well that's that's what that epoxy does it uh impregnates the wood and uh not only is it a surface coat i mean it soaks down into it so it's uh it's going to be hard to mess that finish oh, yeah. up but then on top of that i put varnish over it to uh do the uv protection oh, really? and yeah to finish it off then and it actually covered over all the silicone too but uh, it's coming off in those areas, but I don't think it really matters. It doesn't seem to affect it yeah, any, so it still looks beautiful. to stick to that silicone. But covering it with epoxy first, uh, it went down over the edges and everything, and then when I put the silicone in there, it's bonding to the epoxy in between the joints. So with it being able to move, I don't think it's going to you know, uh, come apart very easy. Oh, yeah. So. And of course, like, like we've talked about, uh, you know, finish wise, whether it's fiberglass, epoxy, paint, uh, glue, and fi uh, fabric, we don't really do our boats like the average, you know, boater does. We don't leave it set out at the dock for long periods of time. So I don't think a lot of the finishes are going to matter, uh, except for like, when you expose the wood to the water, like in gashes and stuff over a period of time, it's going to get through on the bottom, but still it's not going to yeah, rot. In that case, so, it would likely maybe soak into it kind of like a sponge and bulge a little bit or something. I don't know. So what are your thoughts on know. that? I, I feel like cars have a protective layer, some kind of clear coat UV protectant. And if we could find a way to spray, spray that. Well, um, here at American Boathead, yeah. uh, we're doing the best we can. Um, we are having technical difficulties behind the oh, scenes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure where Brian went, oh, but uh, I'm sure he's around ah. here somewhere. We'll have to start over here. We'll give him a minute or two. Okay, hold on. Please excuse this brief interruption as we experience technical difficulties. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page, Mini Boats and More. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think you'll be able to splice it in there. Okay, everybody, we're back from our commercial break where uh, we were both confused, scratching our heads, and we're back in contact with each other. And I think I was talking about UV protection. And there's that noise. Do you hear that? <laughs> that's my that's my dryer. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was uh, just a little scary there. Sounded like uh, robots invading 
Uh, oh yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're, back, we're before, back from the commercial break. It's yeah. really cool that American Boghead has sponsors now. I, I love yeah. that. It's it's cool that you picked that up. <laughs> sponsor. Spo- thanks to our sponsor, General Electric, for their their wonderful dryers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guaran- okay. guaranteed to get your attention when the drying is done yeah i'll be right back, back to i the just show. gotta fold my underwear yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah okay so maybe i'll give you a little drum kick <laughs> for that go. one <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> yeah yeah uh, all, all right daryl let's get serious here because many boats yeah, are really let's get serious back to the program <laughs> yeah let's, <laughs> you know no, it's no, kind of yeah it's kind of how our whole boat building experience goes too it's kind of like we're all learning it as we go and stuff comes up and we just got to roll with it so maybe it's a good euphemism yeah. there but. Especially like what happened with Dan. Oh yeah, yeah. That finish. Oh my word, that was terrible. Yeah, he he said he had left it outside, so he knew it was his fault and everything. But uh, I kind of was been talking to him about it, and I'm wondering if a lot of it had to do with having his paint put down first, and then the uh, the epoxy wasn't able to impregnate with the wood as well. But UV damage would would just do a number on anything. Yeah, but, some sort of, some sort of problem there. But uh, hopefully he's got that straightened out. It seemed like he was getting it. Yeah, I wonder if this uh, polyester resin. I think he used pretty much the similar thing that I did, which is a two part polyester bar top epoxy, and I think it kind of stays a little flexible for its life. So it could be something to do with that too, but it definitely seemed to make it pretty hard to get off for him. Yeah, and that, that was beautiful looking before. Hopefully oh. he gets it back to that. Yeah, I think he will. He's pretty crafty. But that's what I was kind of talking about before your dryer intervened there. That You mean the commercial break? Yeah, the commercial break. Yeah, from our sponsor, yeah. <laughs> the Maytag man. <laughs> Um, is, is that a lot of us are kind of worried that we're going through this, this work and that our, our, uh, our beautiful life-giving sun is going to just eat the hell out of our finish. And a lot of us don't want to resign to painting it a, a dull color or whatever. So I don't know, maybe we need to find some kind of auto application clear coat because, I know that a lot of like cars in Arizona, their clear coat eventually chips and peels off from the sun, but it seems like they're pretty durable. I don't know what your thoughts are on UV well, protection, but I uh, I bought uh, Rust-Oleum Topside. It's uh, it's for the top side of uh, boats, and uh, I bought it. And even though it says it's for top side. Uh, I'm going to put it on the bottom of the boat because they have a paint called bottom side, but the only difference between the two is that uh, algaecide and, you know, zinc and stuff in the paint that will keep uh, uh, the bio stuff from growing on the bottom of a boat. Yeah. And since we're not going to be putting our boats in the water for, you know, months at a time, uh, I don't think we need that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think anybody <laughs> building their own Check boat out. can't afford it or slip. Yeah. Well, if you check out the uh, the top side from Rust-Oleum, it's pretty durable stuff. Uh, it's an enamel and it's made for, you know, a boat finish. So it's glossy and... And it's clear. Uh, uh, no, there's all kind of colors. Oh, because I'm hoping to find a clear one so we can, we can uh, show off our beautiful mahogany or whatever we happen to have. Well, for that, you just put your uh, clear varnish on. But like, mm. if you want a painted boat, uh, you can right. go with those colors. Like I've got, I got black for mine, and I'm gonna try to do the uh, red under the water line. But I gotta try to get that uh, line on there after I get it painted, so I can, you know, accurately portray that. Yeah, that'll be cool. And uh, my wife's is gonna be uh, white gloss and. Uh, It'll have all the swoopy blends. I I uh, di- don't have any 
hard corners on hers at all. I, I sort of rounded everything. Uh, the dash blends into the sides and uh, curves and a lot of Bondo, a lot of shaping of the wood. Oh, yeah. So hers is going to be more of a modern speedboat look. And she's got some uh, vinyl graphics picked out that are uh, like that. Uh, I'm not sure what you call it, but it's it goes from the greenish to the bluish to the purplish glitter look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is that? Chameleon or forgot what it was called. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You'll see the cars like that. That'll shape shift on the color. Yeah. Color shift. Yeah. Do a double take on it. Whoa. whoa. Yeah. She's, she's got uh, some decals picked out that she's going to put on there. That's got wave and things like that. That's going to be all flashy and, Cool. Oh man, so. you guys, you got to be careful. You're going to go out there and you're not even going to get in the water and people are going to be stopping you. Hey, did you build that? Hey, whoa, <laughs> let me see that. How did you make that? Blah, blah. It's going to be a sight. It's it's so cool because uh, everybody everybody has that happen to them if they're in anywhere where there's people around. But uh, we had ours half built. And of course, you know, I just got the bottom sealed and I had to take it to the lake. I didn't even have a motor in it yet. <laughs> I took it out there and threw it in the lake and paddled around and we had people coming up going, man, that's so cool. What is that? And it didn't even have the top on it yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I feel like sometimes there was like a lot of mini, mini boat building, like in the, maybe the sixties or something, fifties and sixties people were, uh, experimenting with that type of stuff and then like nobody that's under the age of 50 or 60 has ever seen happened. that yeah there was so much surplus and excess and and then it's it's almost like it's born anew where people are just like what wait a second that's not made out of plastic by a chinese manufacturer yeah punched out of a factory yeah well, I think they kind of forgot about it, and it's been found again, you know. And yeah. here we are, a, a new generation taking off on it. And uh, thank goodness, probably for Elkins, I would say that he probably is the catalyst that uh, seeded that, I, seems like. Definitely. I like to refer to him as the godfather. I don't know why, but it just seems fitting that he he just – I don't know if it was the, the obviously wood character of it that made it look so attainable – or if it was just a simple shape or what. But I think a huge part of it is in the the 60s and 70s, they weren't really privy on the uh, electrical trolling motor side of it. And that's just like the, the nail in the coffin where it's like anybody can just slap one of those on their thing and they don't have to mix gas or have this weird steering system. It's really light. So, yeah, de- back to your point. Yeah, it's definitely Paul Elkins started this trend. Well, and then, well, and then to throw in there with what you're talking about, I mean, when you say plywood boat, it's like a person thinks I can go to to one of the big box stores and get plywood. Yeah, you know, so it's not like it's right there within when you within your grasp. So yeah, it's not that far away. Yeah, yeah, and people can be walking around in Home Depot. I don't know if you guys have a Home Depot or Menards or Lowe's or what, but you just see this all of them. Oh, okay, yep. you have this material sitting there and. You go, oh, wait a second. That's like a cheap version of this marine plywood where I could probably build the whole boat for under $100. So the risk of wasting a bunch of time and money is much lower than before we had that available to us. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's even if you do a bad job, I mean, if it floats, it's still fun. Yeah. I mean, it just it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you were telling me maybe you and Daniel Leitner were having a conversation, and I totally agree. Uh, but about whole shape, whole design, and whole shape, and whether people will really get much more speed out of having something streamlined. So even that alone you can have a square box or I, I can't remember if you called it a brick or something like that. And yep. yeah, yep. <laughs> and you'll still be going at almost the same speed as someone else. So, 
I really think at the speeds that we're looking at with trolling motors, it, it really doesn't matter because uh, until you get uh, more thrust, uh, it does. The hydrodynamics don't come into play so much, and you get more thrust in there. It's going to make a big difference if you try to push a brick. Right. But, right. And I think it's like a pound thrust doesn't necessarily mean more thrust. I think it means stronger thrust at almost the same speed. So maybe you'd need like a 55 pound thrust to move a brick as fast as a canoe with a 30 pound thrust on it. I don't know, but it seems like unless you get a bigger propeller there, they had, they top out at three to four miles an hour and that's all you're going to get no matter what you do. I mean, the, the prop yeah. only moves. Yeah. I think you might be able to get, Oh yeah, I was going to say the prop has a, a set pitch on it and it's only going to move a certain speed unless you get more voltage, I guess, and more pitch. Exactly. Uh, yeah, if you think of it like a screw, uh, that's the way I understand it. Think of it like a screw. Uh, how many times you turn the screw as it goes into the wood? Mm-hmm how fast it goes into the wood. And that's exactly the way the prop works. Uh, it's got a pitch to it. And when you turn it at a rated speed, you're only going to get so much thrust out of it. And you could put that on different boats. Uh, the more thrust doesn't necessarily mean it's going to drive the boat faster. Right. It just means it has more power. Almost like an acceleration. So, like it'll get there quicker. Almost. So have less slip something yeah right yeah it, it'll it'll thrust the boat up to speed faster but it's not going to surpass that that mile per hour that we're looking at until you go into the higher bracket or something so what i think is the next evolution for me <laughs> what i want to look at is the uh the mud motors oh yeah the surf, surface drive. i'm thinking that uh, yeah, they've got those uh, ones that are for uh, they're low horsepower, and it's got the I'm not sure what you call it, but the shaft that comes back. Most of them are straight, mm-hmm. but there's one that's S shaped serpentine. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if you put the motor in the front of the boat oh. and then use that serpentine, it'll go under mm-hmm. you out towards the back. Oh yeah, and then you just have to put a rudder back there. Yeah, I've seen. So, uh, I've seen people use a weed whacker or weed eater type of setup where it has a flexible drive shaft inside of a bent tube, which apparently don't hold up well to the forces of water, but I'm sure the mud motor ones have a much stronger setup. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, there's one that uh, if you want to look it up and, uh, you know, everybody look it up. Uh, the company's called Mud Skipper. Mm. Uh, if you look up Mud Skipper, they got one called Twister Light, and uh, it's a it, you can put a seven horse motor on oh, it. Oh man, which those are pretty easy to get. And uh, a, a two horse, we we saw that I think with uh, what was the girl's name that was in the group that had the big oh, tug, Christy Ann McCormick. Or yeah, yes, she was flying. Yes, yes. She, yeah, that thing hauled, and that was a big yeah, boat. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and that was a two or three mm-hmm. horse, just a little two stroke. So if if you put a seven, if you put a seven horse on there, that I'm thinking that thing will go like a little speed. Yeah, boat. I mean then you're really. But if if you look that, you're designing for getting on plane at that point. Oh yeah, easily. I think I think you'd have to worry about that on your design of the hull then. But uh, if you look at that motor, the twister light, the shaft comes out of the back and it drops down immediately, levels off, and then it goes back horizontal again. Uh, if you kind of look at that shape and everything, how it's designed, I think that would propeller might end up like underneath your butt mm-hmm. if you designed it right on the boat. I think that would be a. A good way Pretty to go. Sweet. And then you could kind of build a compartment in there where it wouldn't be so noisy and have your exhaust run out under the water or something, maybe. That- oh, heck no. I'm thinking run it out the side of the bow on each Brap! side. Put a, a header out both sides. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Above the water, let it blast out yeah, across oh, the lake. Yeah, get some echo. <laughs> 
There, did you see the? Um... You could you put a scoop up there on top of your bow, and uh, the top of the motor up there. You know how it's got the uh, thing to draw the air across uh-huh. the motor. You could plumb that up there to that scoop, so you're bringing fresh air in over the oh, motor. Yeah. And, oh yeah, that would it be sweet. Be cool. Did you see that? Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here, but uh, somebody shared this guy's page where he has a really cool looking wooden boat and then he has like a Harley engine in it and some big ape hanger handlebars. Oh yeah. That is, that design on that boat is so cool. Oh yeah. I love that. At first I was kind of like skeptical of the design, kind of like, what is he doing with those handlebars? It doesn't look like a boat, but then he, (laughs) then I saw like, Oh, it's kind of like an easy rider. It's a Harley kind of too. Even yeah. the seat, the seat is just oh, like is a motorcycle really? too. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. It, it's just like you're sitting on a motorcycle inside oh, of a gosh. boat. <laughs> that thing is cool. I be, and I bet with the handlebars that high, you could stand up and really have a lot of fun cruising around. It looks like it turns cool too. Uh, it mm-hmm. bangs nice. Yeah be nice to see that out on a lake or something because he the one i saw he was in a canal yeah yeah and little turn around and go back the other way um i'm kind of cruising the mini boats and more website on my other side uh you guys maybe uh i was gonna ask you about your um your guys's get together down there in the southwest area of the country is that something that's going to go on or how's that going? Well, actually it's uh, right out by you. Uh, oh, oh, wait, are you talking about the gathering this June or are you talking about heading no, out west? I think there was something I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was either you or Daniel Leitner had uh, started it and it was going to be like the Midwest mini boat meetup or something. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I tried to get it going last year, and uh, the whole reason was because it's got 10 lakes, and they're all connected by oh. canals, so it makes it kind of unique, and it's uh, electric uh, trolling motors only and paddle, so you don't get any big boats, but uh, when uh, that didn't go down, uh, Daniel and I still, we talked about wanting to do something, and uh, then he stoked it up again this year and set a date. We talked about it and uh, we've got really, as far as the whole group goes, the Midwest has got the largest concentration of people within uh, say a six hour Uh radius. Uh, I've looked through uh, other areas and down South, you've got uh, an area like around Louisiana and that you can get uh, maybe half the amount, a little bit under half the amount, but up here we've got uh, close to 20 people within that short distance. So it's pretty good concentration. I just, I hope that we get at least half the people to show up because that would be really cool for us as far as, uh, you know, boat heads and mini boaters. Yeah. I hope, I hope one of you guys can do some good footage of it and post it. And if anybody wanted, I could put it on my American boat head to get some exposure, but, it, it looks like uh, heck with yeah. that, Brian. We got to okay. think bigger than that. I'm thinking a local oh, news yeah. channel will pick that up. Oh yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll I, pick that up. I, I feel like you have to <laughs> you have to warn them though. They're not just gonna get a call from a concerned stranger. You have to tell them, hey, come out here. Looks like uh, June yeah. 14th, June 16th, Mid States Mini Boat Jamboree. Actually, a lot of the uh, news places, they're looking for stories. So if if you contact them and say this is going to happen, they're looking for things for material. So that would be right up their alley. Uh, my wife and I, we've done this kind of thing with other things before. And uh, we've got a good rapport with different uh, newspapers and news oh, agencies. Man. So I wish I get kind of cool. self-conscious and kind of like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but... I, I guess I kind of wuss out and I, I don't want people seeing me so much. I like it afterwards. It feels good, but I'd be kind of scared to have the news out there and have to t- 
talk to him and stuff, but I'd be glad I did it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, Mm -hmm. shy, you know, but I force myself through it and I always enjoy when I get into it. So I, I, I just have to accept that. Yeah. I think we're, all of us are similar in a lot of ways. Um, but that would be amazing because, I mean, a lot of people, they comment on my videos saying, oh, you should get a whole group of them or a whole a whole crew. And I'm like, well, so far, the only way I can do that here up in the in the Pacific Northwest or inland Northwest is build a bunch of boats of my own and get my family members to come out, which is kind of my plan. But I got one or two people within the area, nothing like you guys. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be really amazing to see them all out on the lake at the same time, and even choreograph a couple little maneuvers, oh, yeah. you know, for them. And oh, if you could get fun. somebody with a drone camera, that would be amazing. Just aerial footage. Oh yeah, well, that's that's one thing that uh, we're planning on doing here real soon because uh, we're planning on doing that trip out oh, west yeah, yeah. Uh, later this year. So that's, that's still, uh, it just didn't happen last year. Cause I got the, uh, mm. that trophy job at the last yeah. minute to do. So, uh, but we're still planning on heading out there. So we want to have a drone to be able to take, uh, some Where's of the footage. That? That was in Utah, there. I think. Just south of you, about uh, five hours, I think, or so. Popular guy there. Oh, I thought I heard a message tone or something. Getting my phone keeps ringing. I, oh. I silenced <laughs> um, it. <laughs> yeah, you were showing me some pictures, like maybe last year or something. Definitely last year, but I think for a photographer with a mini boat, you guys are going to get some amazing pictures there for sure. Yeah, the cool thing I like about it is uh, going going places that a, yeah. a regular boat can't go. I mean, you could just go right up in the shallows and behind the lily pads and back in the little creeks. We've actually taken it back in some of the little creeks and stuff, and uh, that's going to be really cool. And we've came upon uh, just with the – this is just with uh, monkeying around with these broken boats that we yeah. don't have done yet. <laughs> we've actually came upon some otters playing in the water. Uh, beavers, uh, you know, regularly you'll have a, a big old gray heron standing there and he'll freak out when you get right oh, up beside him because he didn't know you were coming. Yeah, that's it's so. not only where you can get with having such a small draft or how far you're sinking into the water, but also how quiet or stealthy you are. Yeah. I, I think the coolest thing, though, is being able to get in places that a regular boat can't go. We have a, a pretty good sized town that's uh, about 20 miles from us and they've got several lakes and they're connected by uh culverts and little streams and i've checked it out and i think we're going to be able to go from like the river to a creek to a lake to another canal to another lake and i think we're gonna be able to go jump all through them and i've checked it out from different uh driveways Uh and roads and it looks like I'm going to be able to do it. Are so there going to be any be uh, awesome. culvert like tunnels that you're going to be able to go through? Exactly oh, like yeah. you did, except for a lot smaller. I think that's going to be the new rage. It's like there's um, climbing Mount Everest, there's climbing El Capitan, and there's going through a tunnel on a mini boat. It's just so extreme. <laughs> Yeah, if yeah. you guys would have went through the next one, uh, I looked on the uh, the uh, Google Maps, and there's like a a pond, a decorative pond <laughs> entrance to a housing subdivision that you guys could yeah, have went into on the other uh, side over there. <laughs> and you know, you know what's uh, you know what's cool about that though. As long as you are connected to a body of water, you can go on private property as to, long as you're in that no water. Trespassing laws or anything, as long as you don't beach it. Uh, nope nope because yeah as long as you don't go on their land the water is owned by 
the federal DNR. Uh, so yeah, and I think it's uh, so cool. We've been by there a little bit. I think it's there's a condominium and it's a gated community. You can't even drive back in there. But then there's a golf course with a floating golf green right around there too. So this that's on the bucket list this summer. Yep. We're gonna try to shoot shoot both tunnels. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. That was so cool when you guys went through there. It's so funny listening to you guys because us guys sitting in our living yeah. rooms watching <laughs> you were like, you wussies. But you're all scared. But if we were in that boat, we'd be like, Especially, this is uh, scary. Him having no, my brother knowing the way I build things and maybe not having the most confidence in them. But we had not planned on going through there. We were just going to look at it and kind of see what it was like. But it's also kind of built up in our minds because ever since we were little kids, we've seen it. And, of course, you don't see all the way through it. You just see a dark tunnel and you wonder what's going on under there. And then then a little claustrophobia added on to that. And it's, it's what the video doesn't do it justice for sure. Oh, yeah. And you start thinking yeah. about, well, it could collapse, you know. I mean, it, things yeah. give way. It's been yeah. there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> a semi yeah. goes over and it shudders yeah. and you're like, whoa. Well, there's a, and that's another thing is we don't know what other kind of things will pop up from having a mini boat. I never would have guessed I would go through there. I thought maybe somebody some year had swam through it just on a dare, but I never expected that I would go through it. And then all the wildlife you can sneak up on. Yeah, me too. I'm glad you guys there did. Could be, there could be something we're not even thinking about that you can do with these boats. Going behind waterfalls or going in caves or who knows what. Well, it's going to be fun. I know that uh, as each of us do it and film it and then, you know, upload it to everybody else, that that's the fun of it, too, is even when you're not enjoying right. yours, you're enjoying other people's. Uh, I know when Time Tripper uploads his, yeah. it's just like, wow, that is I so got a, cool. I got kind of a pet peeve with some people, um, and I hope nobody takes this personally, but when they film their little boat excursion, they spend a lot of time filming what they can see. And it's just kind of like a lake and uh, and some land and trees and stuff, which is really awesome. But the camera doesn't do it quite justice. And everybody wants to see the boat kind of too. So I like I like how Time Tripper, he kind of has a selfie stick and gets out there. And you can see his the wake that his boat's making and how fast he's going in relation to everything. And it's really awesome. that that And even seeing the, the Asian spin on everything, Definitely. it's... Compared to mine, it's like an iPod versus like a, a Zune or some piece of crap. It, yeah, and yet it's aesthetically pleasing, but it's yeah, exactly. uh, like... Uh, yeah, he's got a little tray that folds down cool. like Paul Elkins so he can eat his lunch, but then he's got all these USB ports and... And then, and then I think he has like a bathtub knob for the speed selector. It's just a really cool mix. I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous of his jet engine. That just is. I've looked into that. You can get really? it for like 500 bucks shipped. That's, ide- that's uh, ideal. That's oh ideal. I word. think that would be the, the best you could get. You have no prop underneath it. You have a lot of speed. You, I don't know. It just seems ideal. Besides having a combustion in between your legs. Well, and, you know, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> sometimes that could be bad, but we won't talk about that. But uh, <laughs> I I like the uh, electric and the, and the trolling motor and that. But one thing that, uh, that my wife and I are looking at is some of the excursions that we plan to do, they're going to be long distance. And I don't know that the trolling right. motor is going to work out for that. So, uh having the gas ability, not necessarily for speed, it would just be nice to have the distance because if you had to go, like, there's one lake that we go to that's uh, easily like two miles long and uh, there's no way you're going to be able to do that on a trolling motor uh, with time and You'd have to bring another battery and that'd be another 80 bucks or whatever and a little more weight and a little less room and then and all yeah. that time getting to your location. Uh, so 
with with a gas motor yeah. that extends your range yeah, and it's definitely a good thing. A little bit more speed. The, uh, the speed is the one of the biggest downsides. Although it is nice to go slow for a variety of reasons. It's kind of like if you're trying to go upstream, it's going to take even longer. But if there's wind, you're kind of screwed, and you just you can't go very far. Like you're saying, three miles an hour, you're just gonna you're out you're out for the pleasure cruise, not the not going to break any speed records. But yeah, uh, well, like what Time Tripper does, and like your videos, uh, it's cool because you're cruising and you're looking at things. You're already at your location, but say uh, where you have to put in and where you want to yeah. go is say a mile apart. You got that slow three, four mile an hour cruise mm-hmm. all the way there and all the way back, and that's going to eat up a lot of time. And it'd just be nice to be able to, even if you go seven oh, mile yeah. an hour, that's That'd half the amount of time. Yeah, so, and on the way back, you're worried about your battery pooping out on you, and then you're kind of going to take a long time trying to paddle because these are not set up not set up to be paddled comfortably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially with most of ours, the way we're setting in there, if you use a paddle, you're having to reach out exactly. over the side down, and it's just oh yeah, you trade sides you'd almost every, be better off like a oh. stand up paddleboard, just standing up and cranking on along paddle yeah um i just thought of something that i wanted to ask you earlier about your uh your design you have like compartments on either side of you or something you have like a dead space of like a few inches of the outside hole and then an inside one don't you yeah on the sides kind of like the rapid whale yeah but but Oh, you did? Okay, just like some expanding foam or something. Yeah, I actually put uh, blocks of foam. I had some uh, two-inch blocks of foam. So I was going to do the expanded, but I had it handy. So I just like, this is scrap. They were scrap pieces I couldn't use otherwise. So I just threw them in there. It's kind of cool because it it also is also like somewhat of an exoskeleton or something too. Like it really minimized your internal framing, didn't it? Yeah, I, I tried to go with mostly the, uh, it's supposed to be quarter inch, but I found that it's actually like oh. 0.18 or 0.19 thick. So it's it's really mm-hmm. thin stuff, but it's uh, underlayment. I got it at Menards, but most of the places sell it. Super strong stuff. It's not like the cheap Luan that you you would ordinarily be experiencing, but it's a little bit pricier. Uh, I think I paid something like, 17 or 16 bucks a sheet somewhere around there but it's really yeah it's really strong and if you intersect your panels and you uh drill the holes Mm. and do like zip ties and then you do your fillet Mm. joints it is incredible what you end up with uh after doing this one well both of these i've learned a lot so the next one i think is going to be a whole lot better uh, when I got the carcass done and I didn't have like all the stuff in it, just the, the hole and the inner framing and the exoskeleton of it, oh, that's it weighed 44 pounds. So yeah, it's, it's very big though. So, I mean, for that weight, I, I was very impressed yeah. that it, it weighed like a bag of feet. So, uh, it's still heavy once you get your battery in there and your motor on there and all that stuff. But still, that I found that it didn't yeah. draft very much when I threw it in the water. I've got like yeah. maybe three yeah. inches of draft. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. I remember actually I'm pulling up your video right now. I think it's a Friday boat stuff. You had to reach over the back of your head. To, uh, this one's not super it's the early September one. of last year. It's not the earliest one, but it is a, when you had the motor on and you tested it. Uh, driving it behind your head and doing some donuts. You didn't have the top on quite yet. Um, yeah. I, I didn't have the battery out front. When I did put the battery out front, I could only mm-hmm. put it so far in between my legs. But later, I was able to put it in a hatch, clear out on the front of the nose of the bow, oh, yeah. which made all the difference in I the world. I got this uh, picture of you pulled up. Did you Photoshop the sides black or something? It looks amazing. Or do you already have it painted? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
that where where I'm topless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty good for a 55 year old. No, hey, let's get back to what we're talking I'm getting about. Getting lost here. in uh, your eyes. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wanted to. Uh, see what that would look like. So I did Photoshop mm. that and put the black on it because we didn't have it painted yet. But uh, that, that improves the oh, look I so bet. much, especially it, it with that wood. It accentuates the curve in a, in a way, I think, too. Just so cool. Well, and along the top where uh-huh. the paint hits the wood at the very top edge, uh, um, oh, uh, I had a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the group, too. Uh, Robin. Uh, he lives like 15 miles away. I got oh, him hooked. Boy. He built that Elkins design, but uh, he used oh, yeah. yeah car trim. Uh-huh. <laughs> he used the chrome that comes in a roll, and I was really impressed with that. So I'm going to put that around the top oh, edge where the that'll black meets the wood. I think that'll be a nice finish. Plus, it'll be it'll yeah. be a protector um, when you hit up so against the So what do you the use for too. steering here? I see kind of some kind of a a pulley system, maybe or a, uh, like a a drum on your uh, trolling motor post. How does that work? I kind of copied uh, the rapid whale and I just okay. made a spool out of a four inch PVC pipe. And uh, I put a block of wood inside of it and epoxied it together and slid it over and uh, locked it in with a bolt so it could be removable. And uh, you just, when you get to where you're going, you just uh, you put your motor in that locked portion there and uh, wrap your stringer out of opposite directions and lock it in on the top, and mm. it's ready to go. The spool that's on the front okay. where the steering wheel is at is the same. So it's one-to-one steering, and I don't have any limitations oh, so as far as how far to turn it, which is what I like. Nice. So I can turn the motor completely backwards. Yep, and that's my reverse. It actually does better. Oh, that makes it sense. It does better that way no than running your power Hydrodynamics <laughs> going backwards, I reckon. Oh, you're... Yeah, because your propeller is designed a certain way. and I wonder where, you how it reverse, would feel totally if you were going right. straight forward at full speed and just whipped it around backwards. Would it maybe rock for a second, but then just start shooting back? or? <laughs> <laughs> It, it shoots sideways. You can see in that video uh, where I'm playing around at the dock. Oh my word! It's like yeah. uh, it's like a race car on rails. It just <laughs> turns funny. on a dime. <laughs> but the steering wheel is uh, is exactly like I said. It, it's one to one ratio. So like if you turn it a half a turn, your so is that prop like, is turned is a half that a too turn sensitive for you? You think? Like, so, would you like to be able to turn it more? Oh yeah, I haven't noticed it being a problem yeah. uh, when I've been out just putting around, but I haven't done like a cruise like you've done. Uh, right. You do have to do like adjustments periodically, you know, to keep it going straight. Yeah. But I don't think that that's God, really going to matter at your too much. Right here is we'll making see. me so jealous. I just want to be out on the water, <laughs> the sun shining. Just Every time I watch somebody's flame, video. Huh? <laughs> Every time you watch somebody's video or you look at a picture, you just want to be out there. And the, with the weather the yeah. way it is right now, it's really dis- depressing. Yeah. But uh, we're right on the edge here. Um, so. Was it hard for you to get your wife on on board? No pun intended. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, she uh, she was all excited about it. We actually talked about it because uh, we don't we have never really taken vacations. Uh, you know. We're not rich like a lot of people, so it's not something we can yeah. just you know drop everything and go do. So we have not really taken a lot of vacations, and we talked about it, and we said, you know what, let's just dump some money into these boats and make them mini yeah. vacations so we can go out several times a month. That's great, and make that oh, our vacation. Photography is just going to be amazing. So. Yeah, she's actually done pretty good. I've, she's actually sold okay. some work. And she's got do, some really guys, stellar shots. So, uh, do you ha- moonlight graphics? Yeah, yeah. Moonlight go for do it. Shameless plug here. <laughs> Check out moonlight graphics. Uh, 
with Kristen Schreiber. Awesome. Moonlight so, graphics. Uh, she made a pretty cool little uh, mini boats and more sticker I like. Maybe I'll have to order some from you. you can... Yeah, that was our first round. Just uh, try to see what that would work out like. We need to get the, uh, the right, right. Facebook might address be cool to in have on a... that. So. Yeah, oh, for sure. Just gotta, build gotta the, get the uh, awareness out there. The army. <laughs> The regatta. Yeah, build the base, yeah. Um, build the base. Yeah, it's it's gonna be cool seeing where this all goes. Who knows really, but I really enjoy the Facebook group. I like I told you 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 had uh contacted me the other day to see if I was still alive because I hadn't been very active because uh, I I just was there's a lot of negative stuff on on my normal Facebook feed and I was kind of just spending a lot of time, but I feel like the mini boats and more group has been so positive. I mean, I think there's one person that's been negative one time out of the whole time that we've had it. It's just like a little Island of cool, positive people. I love it. Yeah, I like uh, I like the family. I mean, because it is kind of like a. It, this is something that is uh, available to us today that's not been available in history, really. You know, they had pen pals before, but you write a letter, and yeah. you know, a month later you'd get it, and at least now it's uh, you know, instantaneously you can send somebody a message yeah. and say, "Hey, the hurricane's getting close yeah. to you guys. How's it going? You know, what's going on with you?" or Somebody gets yeah. sick, you can you can the talk to them. The other cool thing is, like you were saying, how really the, cool. the group has been kind of worldwide. Is there's a bunch of people in Australia and New Zealand that are having their summertime fun right now that we can kind of take part in, and vice versa. So that's cool. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Live kind like winter time through. is our build time, <laughs> and vice versa for them. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I've been uh, watching a lot of those people, you know, uh, make the progression. We had uh, one of the Philippines guy dropped off. I'm not mm. sure what happened to him. Uh, he was building the rapid whale. I can't think of his name, but uh, he has not been in the group for a long time. And I messaged on one of his posts and uh, asked him how it's going and where, where things are at. And oh. I haven't got a response back, so I, I don't know what's going had. on there with him. Um, I think a lot of people also either – they they build the the hole and then wintertime happens and they they can't build anymore and maybe they didn't have a garage or a flood happens and they lose their build or they hit a snag and they kind of give up on it i mean there's all sorts of stuff that are that happens so it's understandable yeah kind of normal i mean that happens with everything but uh that's true, yeah. boatheads. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You could have yeah. a broken leg and half the boat burnt. And <laughs> For sure, No tools, yeah. and you'll chew on uh, and make it happen. Yep. Um, so are you <laughs> going to enter your boat in the 2019 virtual mini boat show? I haven't announced it yet, but yeah, boy. We got a 2000? Yeah, buddy. I'll pro- we got a 2019 coming Thinking up? about just like last year where we All right. announced it at the beginning of the year sometime and then the the to enter deadline will be September 21st or something the end of summer give people time to get out in it hopefully get a picture of it in the water but you're definitely yeah we got we got we've got quite a few uh that are coming up on finishing yeah, stages it's actually so, kind of hard a few there's, new ones started there's so. like a whole subset of just mini tugs that are um gaining some speed so i'm i'm almost thinking to have a few different uh categories like a uh, um maybe an open bow category a closed bow category and then a mini tug category because there's just there's so many now it's going to be hard to fit them all in and give them all due justice. Oh yeah. I can't wait until Sharon gets hers done. That's a, uh, that is a uh, awesome. Yeah, and she's she's right really in my backyard. Crafty. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, that thing's looking might really able, good. Might be able she's to smart it. as a whip too. She seems to have a lot of experience or 
knowledge in general. So that'd be cool. Yeah. And she tries to make it like she doesn't, you don't yeah. really know. And it's like, yeah, baloney. <laughs> you see that, you see the, the next week she yeah. comes out with pictures and you're like, she's like, Oh, there are no shit, stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> stupid question. <laughs> she's probably looking at my videos like yeah. wrong. You know what? I, I bet you she's like uh, one of these boat builders that live in Maine, and it's a man, and he's got these grubby hands, and you know he's all burly, and he's got all this equipment. It's, it's yeah. like one of those uh, yeah. internet uh, dating things, yeah. you know? Yeah, they post no the kidding. female picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to call her on it. And yeah. We need a, yeah, a newspaper yeah. we and a make picture. Sure we're dealing with the real current. girl because that's there's not a lot of girls. I'm I don't know, like maybe two percent of my Facebook or uh, YouTube viewers are girls. Like there's just not a lot at all. Definitely. Well, it is kind of a crazy thing. I mean, this is kind of a really right. kind of a crazy, useless, senseless. Yeah, probably thing really isn't it i mean so yeah kind of like riding on top of a train Um, you you were doing a thing for a while we're coming up on an hour here so i was just gonna try to wind it down but um maybe you were doing a mini boats like a mini boat monday or something like that or boating friday or what was that Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, only have like two or three that, episodes, uh, but I could show. tell a lot of people were expecting it and like, hey, wait, where's Daryl? So hopefully you can do that again. I got, I've been wanting to, I got busy and, uh, and then yeah. I kind of fell out of, uh, fell out of doing it. But, uh, it, and you know, it's like, uh, you probably experience this a little bit summertime. It seems like you have more energy and, uh, more drive winter yeah. comes around. It's, um, I don't know. You just want to hibernate on that one. and I, I hate I, cold I, weather. I think about what I want to do, but I don't even go out there and look at it barely at all. It's just kind of like, ugh, nothing sets up or dries the same or cures the same and stuff's yep. expanding and contracting. It's just like, uh, I don't want to go out there right now. And you don't seem to do as good of a job when you're, you know, freezing cold. You just you go to do something, and you're like, "Well, I'm going to push right, on through yeah, this," and it's not quite right. Or the way you wanted to do fingers. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're thinking about yeah. the couch inside and. <laughs> All YouTube. right. Well, I appreciate you coming on here, and <laughs> hopefully, this is just the first of many podcasts where we can talk about stuff and get deeper into into certain areas of it and uh what was your uh, decal drop again or something moon stickers or your wife's yeah oh chris okay cool it's a facebook page and it's uh moonlight right. graphics yeah with Kristen awesome. Schreiber. Well, i appreciate you uh, easy to find giving me an hour of your time and hopefully we can do it again yeah and i'll try to get well, my technical it. difficulties more, figured yeah. out we'll see how the audio turns out but onward and upward yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, we um, do you have any words of advice or inspirational type of comments for anybody thinking of building? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not very inspirational, but uh, I will tell you this. And, and this may offend a few people, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you might want to cut this out later. I don't know. But uh, I was out uh, with the boat here wall this last fall. And there were two rednecks that were on each side of this lake out there and they were yelling back and forth across there. And the guy was asking if he had had any luck and the guys like, Oh yeah, really, really good over here. So, uh, 
the uh, the guy on the one side said, well, how do I get over there? How do I get to the other side? <laughs> and the other dude on the other side yelled, you are on the other side. I just I just don't know about these rednecks. I don't know. And if they're building. Hey, I represent that I comment. Just, they, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh okay oh well, man that's no offense funny. on that <laughs> oh wait wait i gotta give you a <laughs> so a little <laughs> oh no there we go you gotta get yeah. that timing down I on didn't that even, though i didn't but even is, remember i had that <laughs> gosh all right well i'll uh talk to you later daryl and for everybody <laughs> listening uh, go on to mini boats and more and look at daryl's stuff and Give them some positive feedback, and gosh darn it, go build yourself a boat. Yeah, picture it didn't yes, happen. build a boat and post pictures. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, have That's a good it, one. Right there, he said it. <laughs>